As artificial intelligence test programs pop up, the Defense Department's Joint AI Center plans to double its workforce in the next couple of years. The Veterans Affairs National AI Institute is looking at ways to transform healthcare. Artificial intelligence people, though, tell Federal News Network's Jory Heckman about the challenges to deploying these projects more widely. Agencies have launched a number of automation pilots, from chatbots and call centers to predictive maintenance of military vehicles and to just a more efficient federal workforce. But it's been difficult to scale those pilots out from their program offices because even in cases where automation has improved operations, getting ROI or return on investment data can be a real challenge. Rachel Martin is the Mission Chief for Intelligent Business Automation in the Augmentation and Analytics Division of the Joint AI Center, or JAKE. Speaking at a recent ACT-IAC event, she said DOD has had more luck tracking the impact of automation in areas like finance than human capital. For example, when you have a, a military officer who's assigned to an admin office and maybe they're stuck doing paperwork, you know, allowing them to get away from that paperwork to focus on more warfighter-focused initiatives is both a morale issue and a better resource management issue from a department perspective. Sometimes ROI is not tangible and it might be something that is harder to quantify in a way that is understandable for business managers. A little more than a year after DOD stood up the Jake, the agency has about 70 civilian staff and 30 to 40 contract staff. But the Jake expects to double its civilian strength by the end of fiscal 2021. Starting out, the Jake focused on immediate issues like predictive maintenance of military vehicles and cybersecurity. But since then, Martin said the agency has focused on projects like warfighter health and intelligent business automation. Meanwhile, the VA and its National AI Institute have also been looking for automation cases. An AI pilot from a Presidential Innovation Fellow, for example, was able to reduce the wait time for veterans to get seen at hospitals by up to three days. Gil Alterovitz is the director of that National AI Center. He said AI remains pretty limited right now, but eventually it'll take off in a big way. Really now is that special time. Now is that time when we're starting to see that intersection between human intelligence and specific areas where uh, computational artificial intelligence is able to intersect and then will soon uh, kind of exponentially continue to grow beyond our capabilities. And so it's a really special time for us to learn that. Over the past year, agencies have joined forces to create both a robotic process automation and an AI community of practice which shows that agency officials have expressed enthusiasm for this emerging technology, but there's general agreement that more steps are needed to scale up these applications. Harry Lee is an assistant commissioner for GSA's Technology Transformation Services. He said the rollout of AI and intelligent automation technology has made it easier for federal employees to focus more on their core responsibilities. However, AI and IA are not just about workload reduction. They can be deployed to increase quality, reduce human error, increase compliance, strengthen controls environments, and to add new services to an organization's portfolio. AI and IA are about doing things in new ways, reaching more people, executing at greater scale, speed, and precision. GSA has now deployed 33 RPA bots and has shared most of those on GitHub and with that RPA community of practice. These bots include an accounts payable bot that automatically sends email notifications for outstanding invoices, as well as a bot that automatically creates purchase card logs. But beyond just workload reduction, Lee said that automation, if used correctly, could reduce human error, increase compliance, and allow agencies to act on a growing volume of data. Data continues to grow exponentially. So that's been a fact of life for at least my career over the last 35 years. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. 
and to large extent, or the success that we have with data will be dependent upon our ability to use AI to manage the data. While predictive AI models can help agencies make better sense of their data and help leaders make more informed decisions, Chris Rowley, GSA's chief data officer, said that the work behind maintaining these models is really never done. As soon as you've developed a model and you start to make predictions, you're starting to incur more information and more outcome data and more variables and more ways to bring more data into this environment to do better predictability. So there is a never-ending churn of work that needs to be done to manage and maintain models. Ed Burroughs, GSA's former lead on RPA, said agencies so far have seen a pretty significant return on their investment through automation. GSA, for example, has already saved 7,000 work hours just by rolling out the bots that it has so far. And with nearly one in three federal employees eligible for retirement in the next few years, Burroughs said RPA helps agencies build capacity in cases where there are, in his words, retirements without replacements. More importantly, he said RPA tools are built as low-code or no-code software, making it more of a workforce management conversation than a technology one. It's low-code or no-code software. So the developers aren't writing lines of code. They're putting together building blocks into workflows. It's easier to develop. More people can do it who don't have IT backgrounds. Burroughs said that GSA's success with RPA comes down to identifying work processes that are good candidates to automate. And that's part of the work of these communities of practice that have been stood up. GSA stood up its government-wide community of practice last April and now has more than 750 members from more than 50 agencies. And that community has recently released a playbook for future implementation of RPA. That advice includes things like building a strong partnership between program offices and chief information officers. It also breaks down some numbers on return on investment. Current agency RPA programs have eliminated about five hours of work per employee. But if these programs were scaled up to cover 20 hours of work per employee, the federal government would save more than $3 billion a year. Federal Chief Information Officer Suzette Kent also launched an AI community of practice last October with more than 400 members from 26 agencies. Meanwhile, the Bureau of the Fiscal Service has turned to AI chatbots to improve its customer experience. Jennifer Hill is a management and program analyst with the Bureau. She said the Bureau receives more than 4 million calls and emails every year, and of those, 75% get misdirected to the wrong program office, while a majority of the remaining 25% seek answers to questions that could have been resolved on the Bureau's website. Hill said AI tools like chatbots could help users find what they're looking for faster. We can get them pointed to the right form, and we can help them get it completed and submitted, and they never have to make a phone call. It's a much more seamless interaction. You don't get that frustration because they've spent all that time. While chatbots can be useful, agencies have to be careful of how they use them. Marietta Jelks is the research lead for USA.gov, and she said that people have really mixed feelings about chatbots. What we found really was that the main thing was that people don't want to feel like they're being duped. They don't want to feel like we're saying it's Charles and it's a real person, but it's not really Charles. They want to feel like you're being real with them, that you're being honest with them. If you're a chatbot, say you're a chatbot. And we definitely try to say that up front. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. 
The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.